That's right, Chuck. Hello there, Assemble. Ninety-nine nerds. We are back for episode thirty-five. I've got Jonathan. Hello, David. Boom, and myself. Have layers. We are here today to touch on a little bit of Mario Super Mario Brothers movie. Wahoo! A little bit of the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's right. Let's go. A little touch of the Resident Evil Four remake. Wow! (laughs) And we will finish up with the biggest news that hit the circuit of news making. Hey, this is Star Wars Celebration 2023, which has got. It's all coming together. A stupid amount of content to go over. So maybe too much. We're gonna talk. Lead off with Sean. You Hi. just saw the Mario movie. I walked out less than thirty minutes ago. It is fresh. And by walked out, I mean in your mind. I walked out. No what? way. No. <laughs> David also recently saw it. I did. I have not seen it because I'm waiting because my son wants to see it for his birthday. I bet he does. It's a good dad. He does. Years ago, when the first trailer came out, it said April 2023, and his birthday is in April, and we said, that is your party. (laughs) Go see that movie. Yeah. So I'm waiting for him. But Sean, David, tell me how is the Super Mario Brothers movie? What'd you think, David? You guys can give your 1 to 10 rating. Dude. Warning, spoilers. Although the movie has such a thin and predictable plot, it is hard to actually consider anything a spoiler. See, <laughs> it, it all it all depends on where you're coming from. Should I lead off with this, David? We are recording the day after Easter. So let me just start <laughs> by saying, <laughs> what a holiday movie. Okay. They chose this time because this movie is loaded with Easter eggs. Oh, <laughs> Oh <laughs> no! It is just one reference after another. There really is no story to the movie. It's just <laughs> any reference they could think of. They just stacked on top of each other. Dang! Yeah. And I loved every second of it. Oh my gosh! There's no real plot, Sean. Um, like Dave said, I think there's a meticulous attention to detail, and then everything else is as thin as a cloud. Yikes! The cloud that that one turtle rides on. It's literally, let's pull every game ever that Mario is in, mm-hmm. and how do we reference each one with right. what scene? And right. then they come up with a story with that. Dang. So, yeah, it's got everything. How it's, was Chris Pratt? I didn't mind him. I did not mind Chris I'll, Pratt's voice. So at the very start of the movie, they open on a commercial, like a fake commercial the, Mar- the Mario Brothers made of their business, mm-hmm. and they sound like the video game characters. Okay. Like Mario sounds like Mario from the game. And then so does Luigi. And I was so excited for a second. I'm like, dude, they did it. Yeah. They actually just did a full three, 360, spun the whole thing around, said, you guys, we need to, we need to actually do the full voice. Chris Pratt, come on. You got to actually give it, give into it. And then commercial ends. And then they immediately start making fun of the fact that like, oh, you think those uh, accents are too much? Mm. Yeah, it's like everything is a reference, an Easter egg. Like the fact that everybody hated his voice. The <laughs> very first line of the movie is them talking about why their voice is like the way they are. Mm. So I don't know if you caught this or not. You probably did. But um, they watch the the commercial and then Mario says like, 
are the accents too much? And some guy next to them in the place they're at, he says, no, not at all. And it's Mm. the Mario voice. It's him. Yeah. Charles Martinet probably. Does he make any other? He was going to be in the movie, they said. Does he make any other probably That's the only character in the movie who sounds like Mario. Mm. Um, They also have like other family members of Mario and Luigi, one of which is like his dad in the movie. Mario's dad? Yeah, pretty messed up. Retconning his family ties. Yeah. um, he is. Uh, Wait, what is I, his origin? Dude, dude Charles, it is a weird movie. I think movie. Charles Martinet also maybe voices his dad, but he just uh, sounds like a normal guy. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's weird because I always thought of Mario as like in the world of Bowser, and yeah, they're not. They're in their own world. They're humans, right? And then they get sucked. It, into they get that sucked world? in through a green pipe, mm. and uh, yeah, they're in a different world at that point. Interesting. So Bowser's gonna. I mean, the trailer tells you everything you need to know about the movie. Yeah, literally. <laughs> it, like, literally the first, the opening, the prologue of the movie is, that in the film, is in the trailer of Bowser attacking the penguin people, mm. stealing the star. Yeah. Like, that's that's me. the start of the movie, except, like, maybe a minute longer, with, like, just longer shots. My son Winston knows every word of that trailer. <laughs> so here's what I'll now say. Now who's gonna stop me? Yeah. So here's what I'll say about time. that movie. I understand it's a film made for kids. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But, you know, have you ever watched the Minions movies? Yes. This movie felt about as intelligent as a Minions movie oh, at times. It's the same creators. It's the same sense of humor. <laughs> and I, f- I personally just couldn't, I just didn't like that. Yeah. I felt like it was so snarky at times, sarcastic, and I I think Mario, Super Mario, the like the brand and everything, it's like it's simple and charming, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like annoying to watch this movie just put out all this bland humor that's a bunch of like dumb references and mm-hmm. so many layers of bathos and snark and mm. I don't know I just kind of was like deeply depressed by the end of it <laughs> dang so i had the absolute opposite reaction dave, yeah, dave, dave enjoyed it i literally like throughout the movie was whispering to emily the entire time is oh i bet they're gonna do this next i bet this is gonna do and it did every single time i knew the whole movie before it happened and i loved every part of it it was great every reference i mean there's a point where like there's, they start running through the city and it turns to that 2D of him running from left mm-hmm. to right and it's like this is the video game <laughs> and he like jumps yeah. off a guy's head and bounces and nice. he grabs a flagpole and spins down and it's like that's from the game <laughs> I would have liked the movie more probably if I saw it in another language wow <laughs> let me put it like that <laughs> Italian <laughs> exactly oh shoot uh, I think you are fluent now I think Chris Pratt never did it for me Mm. I also, I weirdly, I thought uh, that, that I can't remember the actor's name who did Luigi was fine. Charlie Day. Yeah, it worked for me the whole time. Which the uh, original Luigi is like very vocal right now about boycotting this movie because he was the only one not in included. The movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the do older, it. Do yeah. it. Do it. Do it. I mean, as someone who's never played Luigi's Mansion, how much have we actually heard Luigi talk? Mario. Yeah. <laughs> so for them to recast, more so yeah. for them to recast Luigi, I don't think is like the biggest deal. Right. Well, it's funny me- you say haunted mansion. That's like his one reference. Right. Is he is in a haunted? Like he gets sucked into the haunted spot, and it's like right. that's the haunted mansion. Right. But so, I remember when that came out for GameCube, it was like Luigi's getting his own game, but it's a horror game, and I can't play that. I'm too scared. My mother will never allow it. 
I think, uh, I mean, I could, I could probably put a lot of time and effort into thinking about how to make the movie better. Like, oh, if you dealt with Luigi's character differently, because he spends most of the movie locked in a cage in Bowser's like Dang. dungeon. So yeah. it's kind of like lame. They don't get to do enough with him. And you're happy when he shows up more at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could probably talk more about like some elements of the plot are either too simple or a little bit too complicated and they don't need to be. Mm. But um, I think I think ultimately for me, the movie just I didn't enjoy the movie because I just think it had the wrong attitude the whole time. I think its sense of humor was not doing it for me. Dang. Jack Black. I think I think our children deserve better. How did you think Jack Black did as Bowser? Jack Black was fine. I think Jack Black is fine. I think his uh, his musical numbers <laughs> were maybe too much. Yeah, I, I agree. Bowser sings a lot. I heard about that. And it's like, it's not Bowser anymore. It's just Jack Black doing his Tenacious D exaggerated voices song. Yeah, That's yeah, it. Yeah. And mm. so I think that... Uh, you know, I don't know. People say like, oh, very respectful to the Super Mario franchise. And I'm like, maybe there's something wrong with me because I don't think that. Wow. But it's funny because, you know, I said this months ago. The f- When you talk about the casting of the film, it comes across like the weirdest SNL skit. It's like Chris Pratt as Mario, Charlie Day as Luigi, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach. And then who played Toad? Uh, I don't remember. I'll look it up. Isn't that one of the guys from Key and Peele? Uh, yeah. Like, why? (laughs) And then Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Right. Which was insufferable. I love Seth Rogen as an actor. That's Michael Key. Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. But him as Donkey Kong, like, I just, I couldn't, like, why am I hearing Seth Rogen? This is like an SNL skit that won't stop. I heard they're already trying to figure out for a second movie who's going to be Waluigi. Fred Armist- and Wario. And Wario. <laughs> Fred Armist- is it Stan or Armistead is Cranky Kong, and that was probably the most misplaced voice by mm. far. Cranky yeah. Kong. I didn't care for it. Um, but uh, you know what's really funny, though, is in the movie, I feel like of all the characters that just doesn't fit, it's Peach. <laughs> Because they kind of, I mean, she's just Princess Peach. Mm-hmm. She talks like this. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Like, right. it's just like, and I don't know. It's like in the movie, it's just Anya Taylor-Joy, like Dave said, doing her absolute least. And it's like, I don't know. It just feels like, this feels like such a corporate movie. Dang. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it hurts my feelings. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I mean. So on a scale of one to ten. Your you sons doing? will Love it. Adore now, it. I promise you. You said they there will was a scary it. part. I need details on the scary that's part. That's the Luigi's mansion. Okay. And that's like in the beginning. He's of the running from skeletal. Yeah, they turtles. do this thing where it's like Mario's story, cut to Luigi's Koopas. story, cut back to so I don't know exactly in the movie. Right. I just know in Luigi's story, they get sucked into the Mario world. Mm-hmm. And Luigi goes one way, Mario goes another. When it goes to Luigi, that's the scary part. Gotcha. Because it's like all the skeleton Koopas just trying to get them <laughs> dang there's so. kids in my theater they seemed okay though yeah I, it's we've... funny you say that there were so many kids around me it, it brought my inner kid out but there was this little girl when bowser first showed up she was screaming at the top of her lungs <laughs> oh no they're really funny <laughs> uh what did we see we saw lyle lyle crocodile of course um and at one point he gets taken by animal control good 
and Winston was a wreck. He was sobbing uncontrollably, Dang. and I had to remove him from the theater for a good 20 minutes. So if there is a somewhat scary part, I'm going to have to shield him. What was the movie moment for you as a kid when that something like that happened? Um, Probably Marley and me. I was 16 seeing uh, 16 Lord of the Rings the first time. <laughs> Talking about when you were a kid, I was when like a Bilbo, child under the age of when 10. Bilbo lunges at Frodo oh with my, his freaky eyes. Oh my gosh. Also, you weren't 16 <laughs> no, when the I movie came I don't out. Know, but I was an adult and it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember. For something. me, it was the Rugrats movie. When okay. Tommy is oh. literally about to murder his younger brother. Oh <laughs> literally. <laughs> He's going to pour the banana baby food on his brother so he gets ripped apart by the monkeys in the junk in the forest. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's like, it's like, I can't even describe how dr overly dramatic it is for a kid's movie because it's like holding it above him. It's like lightning and storming outside. It's like he's got the, it's like he's Abraham over Isaac with a dagger or yeah, something yeah. horrible. And you're watching the movie, you're like, oh my gosh, don't do it, Tommy. <laughs> wow. That's intense. So nothing like that in this movie. So well, Sean, just a lot of snarky humor, a what lot of illumination. You, what would you rate style Mario movie? Out of ten, <sighs> or out of five stars? In my heart, a three out of ten. Wow. I think if you rate it as a movie, looking at the story, it it blows. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'd, I'd like to watch it in Japanese. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yes, the home world. But with all the references and my actual experience, if I had to rate my experience, I loved every second of it. I'd give it like a eight out of ten. Oh my wow. gosh, you enjoyed it though. It was. It, I mean, it was everything. It was watching him jump, jump again, and then his third jump is the right. You know, it's like the game, or he ground pounds, and you're like, oh, that's from the game, dude. And the music. Did you like the music? I loved the music. Other than Bowser's <laughs> Okay. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, okay, I like that they use the musical notes from the game. But at but at the same time, I'm watching the movie thinking, this movie is like a checklist of things Nintendo expected or that fans expected. Right. Yeah. Like that's kind of the entire movie. It's so yes, all, all the musical fair. notes, as many references to the game as you could like fit without it being a Legend of Zelda movie, a Donkey Kong movie, a Kid Icarus movie and I was okay with that until they start putting all these licensed music from the 80s in scenes that could not have been more cliche and I loved it <laughs> do you remember the old Donkey Kong game yeah you probably don't remember the song that went with it like the main Donkey Kong song I couldn't well when Donkey Kong shows up it will trigger DK. your childhood Donkey Kong yeah they oh, do the they, they don't great. do the they don't do the rap from the game they just do the DK the crowd's Donkey chanting Donkey Kong yeah I'm not talking about that though Dave I'm talking about when they arrive in Kong Island or whatever is Kong Land mm. and they play Take On Me by Aha oh I see what you're saying or yeah. when Mario is doing his training montage with Peach and it's holding out for a hero. Yeah, you're right. That was weird. Or when they uh, are going to uh, start repairing a sink because they're plumbers and they're on their way to their next job. And so play Thunderstruck or whatever that song is. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, I'll say the movie I have never I've I've never missed half a movie because I've been on my phone before until today. Wow. 
I just, I just was like, I don't want to. I'm gonna be on my phone. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of the movie was at the very end when after that final end credit scene happened, and my favorite part was just the deafening silence afterwards. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which Jeez. end credit scene? I called like uh, exactly. I knew a, exactly what was gonna happen. I got two questions. Extremely predictable sequel. I got eight. two questions. Was there an a reference to Rainbow Bowser? Rainbow Bowser? Yeah, from there's the an extended NCC4. Rainbow Road sequence. There's a Rainbow Road sequence. But the Rainbow Bowser is the final boss for the Mario 64. Um, was there any no. Mario Galaxy references? Yes, a couple. Yeah, Rosalina's little star. Nice. Rosalina's not in it, but that little but the star is. What did you think of that character? Because that just a very taste, yeah, tasteless decision for a kids film for a kids movie. Yeah. It's weird. Dang. He's like, well, the it's again, it's sarcastic. It's uh, the all the humor is ironic. Mm-hmm. So it's this cute little baby star who constantly talks about the sweet release of death. Oh, yeah, constantly saying like, yay, like, soon it'll die. be over. Can't wait. And I'm like, okay, I get that. That could be like a really subversive, like funny punchline once, right? But it was every single line from yeah. the character. Yeah. And again, I'm not even like, I'm not saying the character is too intense for kids. I'm just saying as an adult who knows what he's saying, I'm like, this is not funny anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. just dang. And then weird. he fights Donkey Kong in the trailer. Is that like the only Super Smash Bros reference? Yeah, there's a part. I mean, they fight for a while okay. and then there's a part where uh, he gets uppercutted and he flies up mm. like Super Smash Bros. Yeah, I yeah. was disappointed at the very end when they're fighting Bowser and they kind of do their ultimate punch. I was a little disappointed. It wasn't the striking noise from Super yeah. Smash Bros. when yeah. you hit a critical hit. I know. Yeah. I was actually expecting it. It was one of the, like Dave said, he could predict so many things. It was one of the few things I was predicting would happen. And it didn't. And it didn't happen. Die. Unless I didn't hear well, it. Well, right. what they did to Bowser was exactly what I thought and what I would have wanted to. Sure. Okay. So. That's good to know. Uh, I will say that Mario Galaxy was like a game I didn't even want to play because it was on GameCube, I think. And yeah. it was like an I, it was like I was either gonna buy that game or another game. I'm like, eh. And then I played Mario Get or no, it was on Wii. It was on because Wii because you could collect the stars with the with the controller. Yeah, that was a that was a really really good Mario game. I was extremely. It's funny impressed. you said that. I after seeing the Mario movie, I went to like an old vintage game store to mm-hmm. find Galaxy to buy it and play it again. Nice, but I couldn't find it. You know what? No, I'm confusing two things. Galaxy was always good, and I was excited about it, and it was even better than I expected. But Mario Sunshine was the one that came with my GameCube, and I didn't, I didn't play it. I I think I returned it for for the other game that had come out at yeah, the same time. Yeah, there's a there's a Sunshine reference in the background somewhere. I think it's like a surf shot. It's like a surfing. I didn't store. Even that, that game was really good it's got too. The Sunshine though. logo on it. Whatever the two games were when the Wii came out, do you remember, Sean? It was Mario Sunshine and something else. I Super get- Mario Sunshine was on the GameCube. Yeah. Super Mario Galaxy One and Two were right. on. The- I'm saying though, it was a t- it wasn't even a Mario game. There was a Mario Sunshine and another game, and I literally got my GameCube Super Smash Bros. W- with maybe with Mario Sunshine, and I returned it after playing it for like a day, and I got the other game, and then way later on in life, I actually got Mario Sunshine, and I loved it, and I was really mad at myself for returning it. All Luigi's Mansion ago. came out with it. Uh, I don't know then. Maybe I'm wrong. I will say Maybe that, I didn't return. Maybe I just stopped oh, playing uh, it. Oh, Wave Race? The jet ski game? <laughs> I did have that, yeah. I remember we played that. Classic. Well, I'll, I'll, I just like to confess. I, I wasn't the Nintendo kid growing up. Right. I played, uh, you know, our first console was a Super Nintendo. I played tons of 
Donkey Kong Country, probably a lot of Super Mario Brothers. Right. Um, I don't think, I think it was just like one of those things where at that age, it wasn't like a critical enough age for me. So I couldn't like fully get into it. Sure. And I didn't become like a diehard fan about those certain kinds of games until uh, I got older and I started playing like PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that was when I was old enough to like really start attaching to things. Mm-hmm. So Super Mario for me, I think even as I got older, I was like, well, no, that's for kids. That's the kids games. You know, that's for little kids. And I'm too cool to watch Blue's Clues anymore. For sure. <laughs> I'm too cool to play Mario games. I'm not going to play N60. I'm not going to play Super Mario 64. Who cares if I've never beat it? I don't need to beat it. <laughs> or Donkey Kong 64. I never beat that. I don't, I've never beat it either. I beat it, but I never collected all the I bananas. watched somebody beat it. It wasn't me, though. <laughs> have, you, have you seen people speedrun Mario 64 on YouTube? It's one of the most popular speedrun games in the world. That game, that was like the first game that we mm-hmm. played. Like, we had Super Nintendo, but when we got N64, we didn't get Zelda. I never played Zelda on N64. I never got into any of the Zelda games. I played almost all of them, but I never could get into All them. we played was Mario 64. And like everybody yeah. in my family took turns. Oldest sibling, me and David are are two of five kids. So it was like everybody took turns and we watched each other. I'm one of five kids. Oh my gosh. It's like our moms know each other or something and they planned it. Weird. Weird. Uh, so that wraps up Super Mario. We talked for a while on that. Sean, yeah, how like, many Let dungeons? me tell you about a real game. A man's game. For men and adults. Wait, can I ask you one more question? Quick. Mario? Yes. Related? Without ruining it for Austin, what did you think of Bowser's motivation in the movie? It was funny at first, and then it got really overdone. I thought it was very weird, and I don't remember that being in the games at all. <laughs> it's not. Even, it's not even a spoiler. It is in the games. The is idea. It? The idea is always Bowser's trying to marry Princess Peach so he can rule the Mushroom Kingdom. Right. It's I didn't very know simple. That. I mean, it's. It couldn't be more. It's like it's literally like I'm going to capture the princess. And force her to marry me so I can be king. He's Jafar. It's mm. not that complicated. It's very simple. A child can understand it. So I don't know why they keep doing these extended jokes about him yeah. trying to like write a song for her. And he's uh. like pretending one of his henchmen is Princess Peach so he can practice asking her out. And mm. it could have been funny, but I'm like, Bowser, you don't need to like complicate this character. I don't know. Right. So that was one of the things you were saying. So they kind of they kind of muddied the water a little bit more than they should have. They made it a little more complicated than it should have been. It's not the complication, it's the snark. Um, it's the it's being it's being pedantic. Wow. It's being fat it's I've, being fatuous. I've never heard fatuous. Either of those words. <laughs> but let me tell you about a real game. Tell me, Sean. A game for adults, for men and women. Manly women, children. Adults. It's called Dungeons and Dragons. Oh my gosh. Remember when you were little and you used to like play pretend? No. You played cops and robbers or you were superheroes or we were Jedi Knights? Always. You'd like grab sticks in the yard and still you just do. use your imagination let it go wild. Yeah. You can still do that. How, Sean? In fact, you can do that not only with your cousins in your backyard, but with people <laughs> all over the world. What? You can play Dungeons and Dragons. How do I do that? And use your imagination as an adult. You can use up all of that knowledge and wisdom you've obtained, and you can make your imagination go even further and farther beyond you ever could have as a child. But Sean, I know nothing about Dungeons and Dragons. Is there a way that I could consume knowledge about it in like a watered down multimedia event? No. Oh, never mind then. You can watch a well-made <laughs> movie though. Whoa. Uh, I saw Dungeons and Dragons Honor Amongst Thieves. Uh, 
last week, last weekend. And I really liked it. Well, that's good to hear. I thought it was, you know, that's an example of a movie that is a little bit more snarky and sarcastic with its humor, but it works really well. Okay. And uh, I think it's the kind of movie that rewards, uh, Super Mario Brothers movies does this as well, but like, if you've been a fan of that kind of stuff for a long time, mm-hmm. then watching the movie is rewarding because you get to laugh at and enjoy the very obscure details and references that most people probably would not have been able to. Sure. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so you're in the know. Yeah. I also think it's the exact kind of tone you should have for a Dungeons and Dragons movie mm-hmm. because it is silly. Mm-hmm. It takes itself not too seriously. It's, um, but it's not. It doesn't like break the fourth wall. It's not like as if gotcha. at any point in the movie, the the camera pulls back and it's revealed like, oh, it's just a bunch of people sitting around a table and this is all being right. made up. It's not like that. Um, it takes its world literally, but it has fun with it. Cool. And Dungeons and Dragons is like that. You know, Dungeons and Dragons can be extremely serious when you want it to be. And then it can also be just totally dumb, ridiculous humor like we do yeah you know when you get a bunch of guys sitting around a table together and you just start riffing off of each other that's when dungeons and dragons is extremely fun it doesn't have to be overly dramatic and got gotcha. serious uh you know i don't know why but chris pine as an actor sometimes i've not always been a fan of him okay but i thought he was just really fun in this movie is it because he was in wonder woman yes there it is <laughs> uh michelle rodriguez another character who i feel is i feel i feel like she is so typecast that I almost worry about her, <laughs> but she does. She's fine in this movie. It works. It's really funny. A great cameo by Bradley Cooper, which what? I won't spoil. Um, Justice Smith is fun in it. I mean, everybody in the movie is really fun. All right. Really good setups, reminders, and payoffs. payoffs. That's right. Sean learned me about that. Uh, a good, uh, well-written script, a full fleshed out um, narrative mm-hmm. and uh, again it's actually the kind of movie I would like I would like to watch it again I, I was thinking about this yesterday because one of my traditions for every family holiday mm-hmm. over at my mom's house is I get there like two hours early before everybody else shows up and I see if I can actually sit and watch a movie before everybody gets there Wow, I've never been able to do it for two reasons because my mom is always like, Sean, can you do this? Sean, can you do that? Naturally. And then there's the vacuuming. Right. And then there's our cousin Anthony going, Sean, let's go for a walk. Right. And it's like, guys, he I loves am. Walks. I'm, I'm, I'm 80 minutes into a 90 minute movie. We're almost there. <laughs> but it's also like, what's the perfect movie to just like have in the background mm. to like get in that mood? Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite <laughs> would be a good example. Perfect hot, film. Hot Rod. Hot Rod, yes. I was trying to get a couple of my employees on the Hot Rod train. You know, it's a I'm perfect gonna movie. Them, I'm going to ask them every day of their lives if they've seen it yet until they see it. Hot Rod's a great movie. You know, it's a perfect movie. Hmm. A just perfect movie. Apollo 13. Wow. That's just a good, wholesome movie to have on in the background. Sure. You can turn it on and watch and just sit there and watch any part of it. And it's good. There's one problem, Sean. What? We never meant to the moon. Oh, and also birds aren't real. Well, we didn't. So, what do you give it? One out of ten. <laughs> uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I'd give it a. Uh, I'd give it a four out of five. All Eight right. out of ten. That was really fun. I I look forward to a sequel if possible. Sean gives it twenty percent higher rating than Mario. What did I give Mario? Three. Oh, I need to do lower than that. Oh. 
I don't think your math checks out there either. Uh, one out of five, twenty percent. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, you gave it a f- <laughs> three out of five. I gave it a one and a half out of five. <laughs> oh no. That's it's like forty-five percent. Thirty-six. All right, uh, Sean. What is a Resident Evil? Okay. And why did they remake it four times? Well, I've been talking about <laughs> being excited for one thing in my life. Um, in the future, you know, I used to have a list. Uh, I used to have this uh, this checklist on a notebook in my my bedroom, and it was a, a it was a it was inspired by that meme of uh, oh I don't remember what is it uh, is it Wolverine looking at picture in his oh, yeah. bed reminiscing. Yeah, I had a list that I would look at every once in a while, and it was called Reasons to Live. Oh no! And it was like all these movies and video games that were coming out eventually that mm-hmm. I was really excited about. And one of them was Resident Evil 4 Remake. Wow. And it finally came out. Um, and of course, uh, you know, the video game studio that produced it had the audacity to have it come out, release the, you know, the morning I was supposed to leave for Italy. Wow. So I could only play it for like seven hours. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, be up at midnight right as it, it, it unlocks and then I can play it until... It's actually a good strategy because then you know you're going to sleep on the plane. You don't have an option. I didn't sleep on the plane. Dang, I can't sleep on a plane. That's I can't a do fail. it. It's a great game. I love it. That's great. I'm very. It makes me very happy. What's the remake improve on? Um, well, probably the fact that you can now move and reload at the same time. Wow. You could, well, the original Resident Evil Four uh, originally released for the GameCube in I think 2004. Wow. It is a. It is. Holy cow. I mean, it's just. It's just generally known as one of the greatest games of all time. Sure. It's a. Uh, it's very highly acclaimed. And uh, the remake was a long-anticipated remake, but uh, Capcom has been um, doing remakes of uh, all of the Resident Evil games. They re- they did a remake of Resident Evil 1, and it was okay, but it was maybe a little bit too much like the original Resident Evil to the, to the like to a fault. Right. Because the original Resident Evil has like the tank controls, mm-hmm. where like a locked camera and your character moves forward and sideways, you know, like you're so limited in movement. And... Um, Resident Evil 2 remake, though, was a fantastic improvement because it took more of the Resident Evil 4 style of gameplay okay. and to put that into the Resident Evil 2 setting and story. What year were these remakes coming out? Uh, Resident Evil 2 remake was probably four years ago, maybe okay. four or five years ago. Resident Evil 3 remake came out, I think, the following year. Gotcha. Now, Resident Evil 3 remake uh, is maybe not as good as Resident Evil 2 remake. But I played that thing to death. I mean, I platinumed everything in that game over the course of a week. I just, I loved playing nice. that game. And so you can imagine how excited I was for Resident Evil 4. Dude, yeah. And uh, I'm currently, I've, I've already beaten the game. I've played through the game multiple times. And uh, I am currently trying to speed run through the game and complete it on its hardest difficulty. Wow. Which is tough. But I'll say, you know, you brought up the Super Mario Brothers N64 speedrunning. Speed run, uh, yeah. Resident Evil 4, the original, its speedrunning community is very, very big. Wow. That is a very popular speedrun uh, f- uh, speed game. I'm going to watch a video tonight, Sean. And, you inspired uh, me. You know, the game's only been out for a few weeks, and already all these people have been, like, breaking the game wide open as far as oh. finding glitches and shortcuts and skips. Dang. Uh, I kid you not, today I spent 45 minutes... It was 45 minutes trying over and over and over again to perform this glitch where you can clip through a door and save 20 minutes of gameplay. Wow. Dang. But I had to do it. Now, let me tell you. Do you know how to do it? That's, that's, that's a story of triumph of the human spirit. Yeah. Because it took me about 
35 minutes to do it once I got it. And then I reloaded my save to keep practicing. Took me about six tries to do it a second time. And then I reloaded my save once more before I had to get going. And I did it on the first try. Dude. Dang. Legendary. I had a character arc. <laughs> it's <laughs> like I was the hero of a story. Yeah. You acquired a lot of XP today. So I just want to say Resident Evil 4. Obviously, you know, longtime listeners of this podcast know I've been mentioning it for a while. You have. I haven't been paying attention to any of those mentions, though. So it's a five out of five. It's a great game. It's great to hear, Sean. I can say that I've never played it's any so, of those it's games. It's so good, it it relieves me of the depression from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Dang. Yeah. You better get on it after this, then. And then meanwhile, you have Dave, who just has been enjoying all of it. Just a happy little clan. No, you remind me of uh, how I felt when I saw they're making Battlefront 3. Oh! oh so you know what shoot. I did? I was so happy. I went and posted it to all my friends and said, yo, let's go. This, this game is great. It's coming out again. Then I did some digging. Oh, no. My source. Don't ever dig. Credible source. Always credible. Uh-huh. And it's Star Wars Celebration. So, right. I mean, April Fool's was what? 10 days ago? Yeah, it was a while ago. So I'm like, yeah, this is concrete. So I look into it just to see, you know, I want to see more details about it. When? Right. You know, what are they going to add Ooh. to it? So I tracked it through Why? four sources to the main source, which was originally an April Fool's post. Oh, you son of a bee. <laughs> so Battlefront 3 is not happening. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. David so. did some investigative journalism today. So that sucks. I'm sorry, That Dave. does suck, David. But speaking of Star Wars Dave, Celebration. if there ever is a Battlefront 3, I'm more excited for you to play it than I am to play it. Thank you. You can watch me play it if you want. We can stream it. That'd be sweet. Let's fire up the old Twitch. We won't even. It won't even be streaming the gameplay. It'll just be a close-up camera on you. Of you, have my mouth open playing. <laughs> that I'm reminds me of Super I... Mario Brothers movie when they uh, when they introduced the scene where Bowser's singing this piano melody or ballad about Princess Peach. It's such a weird nitpick. I can't help it though. The camera is so close on his face. It's like gross <laughs> like I can't I, it's not even like oh I can it's a close-up of his mouth singing or his eyes it's just like a close-up of like this area so you can it's just like a a blob moving in the in the face of the camera lens dang so all right well well Dave you've opened up Pandora's box because even though that was an April Fool's joke about Battlefront 3 there's a lot of things that happened this week that are not an April Fool's joke unless we consider the fact that it is April and maybe we're going to be fools for thinking any of this stuff is interesting. Oh, no. Yeah, sure. and who knows if it's even going to happen. Because they announce stuff, and then, you yeah, know, then they falls yeah. through the cracks. Patty Jenkins, you yeah. know, Rogue Squadron, yeah. Ryan Johnson, Trilogy. You know, when you That's plant... Actually might still happen. You know, when you plant we'll uh, when you plant, <laughs> when you plant plant crops in a field, you expect some of them aren't going to mature, right. and you might have to throw some of them out. Right. But you don't... You I feel like movies are a much more complicated beast. You shouldn't be... You shouldn't announce anything without... Right. Knowing it's going to happen. Right. right. And that's the thing. You plant those crops. You know, a year later, we come back. We want to see something, not a field of manure. <laughs> oh, my God. Hit the button. Four night, words night, on your mind. Night, so-, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, all right. yes. so, David. Star Wars Celebration 2023, I think, concluded today, actually. Yeah. So, I think all the news is out. Uh, the main piece of news, the biggest... Uh, thing we got. Hey, did you see that? Three new movies coming. Yeah. Which, who knows if they're going to happen. No. They, <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy said these are... Oh, we love her. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, Kathleen I was Kennedy. Re- I've been rewatching Light and Magic documentary on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I respect Kathleen. I respect Kennedy. her. I don't. She's been around for a long time. I think I like. I I think I'd like knowing her as a person. Sure. So I respect her. I like her as a person, and uh, that's the best I can do. <laughs> I don't think anybody listening to this podcast needs you to stand up for her. Wow. Um, yeah, she came out and said that they're far into the development of these three movies coming. Right. So they gave us past, present, and future. In a development. Three far, movies. Far away. One, the past. We get a movie uh, directed by James Mangold. He directed Logan, and he's directing the upcoming Indiana Jones movie. Um, making Steven Spielberg's not. Nope. Oh no! What have I? What have I done? He it's, might. I don't hold know. on. Did Steven Spielberg do the Crystal Skulls? He's done them all. Well. Well, he might be involved. I don't if he know. Did that one, then it's not going to be the same. Uh, but anyway, that's James the, Mangold's that's the whole <laughs> past movie is going to be hundreds of thousands of maybe not hundreds, tens of thousands yeah, of years. Before episode one, The Phantom Menace. Right. This is going to be the dawn of the Jedi. The very first Jedi, which is legit. That is legit. Exploring the Force. That's freaking sweet. Sounds like a prequel to Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Because you know what Star Wars needs more of? Origin stories. Hell yeah. Exactly. Let's get a prequel on a prequel. Show me all your organs. Just like you know what that Super Mario Brothers movie needed? An origin story to Princess (laughs) Peach. Which I think that's going to be. The second movie. That's how, my theory. How about it just is nothing? Dang. I think Daisy's going to come in. Um, I wish. So anyway, that's our first movie she's in the past. Better, she's the better one. Yeah, our present movie is going to be directed by none other than Dave Filoni. Heck yeah. He finally got a movie. Taps off. Started at animation of the Clone Wars. Yep. Made his way to Mando. Yep. And now. Rebels. Ben Mando. Yes. Clone Wars, Rebels, Mando. And now he's getting his live action people going in the new Ahsoka show coming out. Yeah. Um, well, then he's, but, been, he's been directing episodes of uh, these series, television series. Yeah. He's been, sure. He started with animated TV. Now he's in real life TV. Which now is he's getting TV. <laughs> so the movie's going to be the Mandoverse. Mm-hmm. He gets to conclude his Mandalorian show. Um, and this so is they want to conclude their... Mandalorian, Ahsoka, all these like Boba Fett, different things that are happening around the same time. They want yep. to conclude it with a movie. Yep. Yep. Is a TV show not good enough? I guess not. I am excited for Dave Filoni. I also feel bad for him because he has become the sole human, him and John Favreau, but he is the sole human now who is in charge of bridging this gap and fixing the Palpatine problem. Fixing the problem of I'll somehow Palpatine return. I'll fix it. Yeah, you've I, got like I'll points of Star Wars on a timeline yeah. of like the movies and all this stuff. And Dave Filoni has only been able to operate within other people's points on the timeline. Right. And he makes the best content. He does. And I feel like it's his strength. I, I love Dave Filoni, but would Dave Filoni flourish if we said, hey, make a story about the first ever Jedi? Is he capable of that? Right. Or is he only capable of saying, listen, okay, there's good things on this side, and then you really screwed up a here, so I'm going to create this story that blends it all together and makes it all cohesive. Right. 
when he I don't has know. when he has A and Z, right? He's good at doing B to Y, exactly. But can he do A to Z? Can he do A Z to nine? He created A Z already Which is before the letters. A Z is a Jedi or a droid in Bad Batch, but nice over your head. So that did good reference. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> so yeah, Dave Filoni's getting his movie. I'm super excited for that. And then third, we get, mm. and they brought out mm. someone to announce our third movie, Daisy Ridley. Why is she announcing the third movie, Oh David? my gosh, Ray Skywalker <laughs> is on the scene to announce. She's a bitch. That Ray will be returning what? to the big screen. What? See, it's funny because that was just a. I think that was just a rumor last week until she stood on the stage and it's like, oh, I guess it's not yep. made up. Um, here's why this movie sucks. Well, you don't. We don't oh know what it is yet because I didn't say what it is. <laughs> Go ahead, David. So it's going to be a movie. This is the future movie. It's going to be a movie about 15 years or so after episode nine. Daisy Ridley is not 15 years older than she was in episode nine, Dave. Right. So emotionally, maybe. she's going to be building the Jedi Order. Dave. Re- rebuilding it. Dave, she's not 15 years older than. I know. I don't know what they're doing. It might not come out for 15 <sighs> years. Who knows? Here's why this sucks. Because Dave Filoni is trying to work so hard to fix what they screwed up. And now they're just going to keep pushing the story on. That was already up. And nobody asked for this. I think what they're doing is they're testing the waters. We're going to give something way before the timeline, where mm-hmm. we're at in the timeline, and way after. And right. What do the fans like best? Right. So well, that if this movie sucks, they don't have to worry about filling in that gap. It just sucks. And the, they cut it yeah, off. Like Solo. But yeah. the fans have spoken, and they are not happy about Ray. So Here's why this movie is awesome, though. Let me flip it on you. They can fix the Finn problem. That's what I was going to say. They can make him the Jedi he should have been all along. They could develop his character and make him the strong lead he should have been. Make Rey the hermit Luke figure who sucks. How dare you? I said it. And so did you in your blog post, dang it. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. You actually defended it. I, and yeah, I agree. I gave a very, com- I gave a very compelling inversion of what people <laughs> And I agreed with everything you said. <laughs> um... But here's the other tidbit of information, guys, that I saw on the interwebs. Sean, how old was Yoda when he became a Jedi Master? About a hundred years uh, who old. Who cares? I don't know. According to somebody on Twitter. Do I need I, to know? I have no idea where they pulled that information from. I haven't read the High Republic stuff. But apparently, Yoda became a Jedi Master around a hundred years old. David, do you know with that timeline how old Grogu will be? About 91 years old. Oh my gosh. Grogu Finn Jedi Council members under the leadership of Rey. Dang. And somebody drew Grogu with dreads, and I thought that was pretty cool. Why not a Mandalorian? Why not a Mandalorian? Does he have Mandalorian gear? He doesn't. So I don't know what happens. (laughs) You think he gets Darksaber? Uh, The (laughs) Darksaber? Maybe. Do you think he keeps the big old. Shield dish on his you chest. This oversized thing. You better. Maybe he melds it down see, into his hilt. See, I don't know how I feel about like. In the grand scheme of things, Mando and Grogu are kind of minor characters for now. S- but that's what I'm saying. You have a so lot. So was Luke Skywalker, David. No, so are me. The whole mo- and what? you and <laughs> no. you. It's just a farm round. The character. whole thing was about Luke. <laughs> it's whatever. It's so, the minor characters that we love the most in life. But what I'm saying that's is why we love Nub Nub. At the end of the day, <laughs> and, uh, I don't like Gunji. this. 
I don't like this idea that they take minor characters and then just kind of look the other way of the major events going on to then bring them back in later on. It's like, like people want Mace Windu to come back in the Boba Fett show. Right. It's like, where the do you think Mace Windu has been during (laughs) all of this? That creates such a problem that you have to explain. I don't like that. Yeah. So I also think sometimes Star Wars fans are a little disconnected from reality because they maybe forget to separate the fact that these are characters, but they're also played by people. Yeah. who literally signed their likeness away for these characters. Right. So, you know, if you want to have Mace Windu back, you have to have Sam Jackson back. Right. Otherwise, it's really weird to right. not. So, actually, actually, great point is you guys are mentioning the idea of Finn in a new Jedi Order movie. I can say John Boyega has a lot of reasons to never return to Star Wars. True. Unless... They put a very, very good script in his hand. Yeah, true. I agree. So here's why I'll disagree with you, Austin. Mm. I almost never do until today. Wow. This is. I'm actually interested in this movie, this new Jedi Order movie. Okay. Here's why. Who's directing it? The uh, Bill what? Billiams. The director. <laughs> Was it? Is that Taika Waititi? <laughs> Tutu Wakaka. Yeah, Tutu Wakaka. As I've asked before, what even is a director? <laughs> I don't know. What is their job? Um, I can't find her name. Charmaine Obeyed Chinoy. Oh, yeah. I saw a picture of her. Well, I'm interested in this movie because everybody loves a redemption arc. Sure. And I think you gotta, you know, we, everybody's all poo-pooing Miss Daisy. Right. And they're all butthurt and disappointed about the rise of Skywalker. No doubt. But I think time can heal some wounds. Sure. And give it a few years and give it some time. And it's like, look, guys, it was kind of a mess back there. We know. Yeah, but you don't but reopen pick the, up the wound. Pe- let's pick up the pieces and uh, with a really good script, a really good story. Right. You can you can build a new Jedi Order and make it something really cool and special. Here's my question, Sean. What do you... Except uh- you don't have to lie and try to like gaslight an audience into thinking that it's been 15 years later when it hasn't (laughs) true all i want is them to have a cohesive plan because they didn't for seven eight nine and we'll dive into that we've talked about a little bit we plan on doing a deep dive on those three movies coming up here shortly but can you just get a group of people together and like, just have Dave Filoni consult on some stuff. Just have John Favreau consult. Have the the big talking heads, the big figures of Lucasfilm right now. Everybody, put your heads together and make this script stellar, and don't f it up. I I agree with you, except I think you don't need a group of people. You need one person. You need somebody who who, of course, will take feedback from others. Sure, but I think. You got to have somebody who's got the conviction to do something and they refuse to sway from that. Okay. Because otherwise what you'll have is movies designed by committee, That's which true. is what you end up with Rise of Skywalker. Right. You're right. Too many cooks in the kitchen. And then, you know, if you give somebody We need Gordon Ramsay. If you give somebody who's got like <laughs> yes. I was actually I've been actually watching YouTube montages of Gordon Ramsay yelling at people lately. <laughs> I, I would why. love to see him with Kathleen Kennedy. Just to bread between her head. <laughs> what are you? I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> um, Two Tie Fighters. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that um, I think that you got to find somebody who's like, 
who's going to say, I'm going to take this chunk of Star Wars history. Mm -hmm. It's going to be New Jedi Order circa, I don't know, what do you call post Rise of Skywalker? (laughs) BS. Uh, I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the storyline from five BS till 15 BS. I'm going to have a decade long series of movies. I don't direct them all. I don't write them all, but I, I, I have the vision for where this is going to go. And that's my chunk. That's my slot. There we go. And then there's, there's bat, there's sequel movies way before that. There's still Andor and Ahsoka and the Mandoverse. There's still all those other pieces getting worked on by other people. Yeah. But I really want somebody to feel they have they have the the will and the drive and the focus and the creative vision of where they really want this to go. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, like if if there's no if there's no passion for a specific destination in the story, you're not going to find it accidentally. Right. So that's why you know I, I personally I personally can sit here and think of like a really cool compelling character arc for Ray. And Finn going forward. Here's what I'm worried about, though. And Grogu. Ray never learned how to fight with a lightsaber in an articulate way. I already, I've already told you guys, I could fix the Force Awakens in one shot. What's that, Sean? I forget. We'll get into it when we do our deep dive. Fair enough. I'm worried, though, she's going to train an entire generation on how to fight like a bunch of tweebs. You know, they they did a pretty good job. I was rewatching Force Awakens. They did a very good job of explaining that as somebody who's been an orphan for most of her life, she knows how to fight. She's mm-hmm. got her quarterstaff. Right. Um, I think the character problem we have with, well, how does she know how to fight with a lightsaber has a little bit more to do with the fact that the choreography sucks. Sure. Then like as a character, we don't buy it. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. And which is why I, I've always felt like Ray should have had a double bladed lightsaber in those movies because yeah. it was like it, it would sink exactly with her fighting style. You're absolutely right, Sean. Maybe, maybe. Next time we see her, she'll have one. Maybe. How are they going to spin that? Though? And if they, if she doesn't, Dave. I mean, that'd be messed up if she did. I mean, Dark Side. What are you talking about? They end. <laughs> they end right the last movie with her getting a new lightsaber. You think they're going to pick up the new movie with a different one than that? <laughs> yeah, but you'll just it's yeah, but you'll just you'll just see the other end of it, and it'll also be a yellow oh, plate. Oh, the <laughs> other end was in the sand. Such a slap to the face to me because I buy lightsabers, <laughs> but you didn't buy her lightsaber, <laughs> not yet. And it's the cheapest one. I don't even want it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, David, what else did they announce? Because uh, there was a lot. Well, I was just thinking about it. This Mando movie could yeah. be pretty legit. Because It like, will be. <laughs> what's going on in the universe at this point? They already brought in Luke. <gasps> Luke is the prominent True. figure. Luke could come into this movie. Oh, my gosh. We could see the epic Luke battle that we always wanted, but we didn't get. Right. Um, because... R2 just dropped Grogu off in the in right. the X-Wing. Right. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's like the rise Frickin of the New cheap. Republic and like the fall of that. Mm. I guess. So what happens to Luke in this Mando movie to where, turn him into comes? Because See, that's what Dave Filoni's Filoni, great he's at. Gotta, he's, he's gonna do it. He's gotta fill in the gap. Something oh happens. Again, again, I just wanna say the gap between the Mandalorian's Luke and the flashback we have of when Kylo Ren betrayed Luke, that's like a 20-something year gap. True. So would you like to wait that long? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's why when everybody say, oh, I bet Ray's the daughter of Obi-Wan Kenobi, I'm like, guys, Star Wars came out in 1977. Right. 
Daisy Ridley wasn't born in 1977. Yeah, granddaughter. She wasn't born in 1987. Then how do you, it's, yeah, how do you fix that second layer? But that's what they did with Palpatine. You just lie. They just create a second layer of kid that then created the grandkid. Which even Dave Filoni was like, I'm not even going to go there. (laughs) Whatever. But, uh, uh, but speaking of Dave Filoni, talk about they it. said Bad Batch season three will be the finale Heck yeah. to this uh, show. Finally. I heard that fan favorite Fennec Shand. Oh my gosh, a fan favorite bounty hunter Fennec Shand Do will me be a in F- Do me a favor. season three. Go to any <laughs> store, any like Meyer, Walmart. Kmart, if it's still there, go to any store, <laughs> go to like the DVD section, Kmart Ra- Radio Shack. go towards the back, Circuit City, you'll find some Funko Pops. You know which ones you're going to find? <laughs> Fennec Shin, because nobody wants her. David, <laughs> Star Wars Twitter said she's a fan favorite. No. She'll be back. Nope. They're literally, if you go to five below, they're paying you to take their Fennec Shan sure. Funkos because they printed or they made too many. Yeah, Fennec Shan's a little overrated. And by a little, I mean, Yes overrated. I think you could just stake out a dumpster and wait for the employees to dump boxes of her in there. Dude, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but then you'd still have to pay somebody to take them from you. The just get, loss. Just get Daredevil to grab them. He's always in dumpsters. Wow. That's true. Um, I haven't watched enough of the show. I'm sorry, guys. So, <laughs> I don't get the reference. Did you just kill that guy? He'll live. He landed on Funko Pops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great reference, Sean. I know exactly what you're talking about. You don't. Because you don't watch Daredevil, you I'm jerk. A Not very yet. Very busy man. Not yet. Ahsoka S Daredevil. Did you just kill Ahsoka? that guy? Yeah. It was. It was Ahsoka. What? Oh, it was Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this. I don't know if you're going to get to Ahsoka next. That's next. I, the trailer dropped. It was the first time for me that I felt like I was watching a real life version of Ahsoka. I don't know what it was. The shots they were doing where she's got the, her hood up. I was like, that's Ahsoka. Yeah. Everything that we've seen of live action Ahsoka so far has felt doesn't like hit. a different brand. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Doesn't hit. Yeah. Which is funny. I mean, someone someone go check on Ashley Eckenstein. Cause they brought every voice actor from Rebels into the live action right. show except Ahsoka. <laughs> Which she probably isn't good at acting. She's Maybe probably not. just the voice. She's a voice. She sounds she's like a squirrel. Though. She's always at Star Wars Celebration. She's got... I mean, that's all she's got. She's got a <laughs> legion of fans. She's never moved past it. She shouldn't. She is Ahsoka. But right. anyway. The, the trailer looks really legit. I mean, you get your... You get your... What's your face? Yep. So... Hera's <laughs> there. Um, Hold on. Sabine. Hera is played by Ewan McGregor's wife. What? Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. I don't know when they got, they recently got married. That's his wife. So his daughter was an Obi-Wan. He is Obi-Wan and his wife is Hera Sedula. Holy cow. We didn't get Hera Sedula's son though. Right. Kanan's son. I don't remember what his name is, but I guess it's Caleb. Marked. No, that's Kanan's name. <laughs> Caleb Dune, yeah. What's, uh, what's up name? with the actress who plays adult Sabine? Is that um, voice? Is that the voice actress? It's not or? the voice I, actress. I guess I'm lying then. Really? <laughs> Zeb is coming back yeah. as the guy well, who Well, he just Zeb. has to be the voice. Right? Again, he's just the voice. But he also did the motion capture. Um, the, the what's voice actor did. At Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. They brought him back, which that voice is so unique, you almost need that. Yeah. It would have um, been weird. Let me say this. I did not know that that actor voiced Thrawn. And so when I found out he was going to play Thrawn, I was like, dude, that's S plus plus tier. 
casting because that is exactly the kind of guy I want to play Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Because he's like this he's like this overwhelmingly tall, insidious character like character actor. Yeah. And it's like Lars Mickelson is just like amazing and everything he is. And then I found out he voiced him. Yeah. I was like, dang. Home run. Which Home run. Uh, the books about Thrawn are amazing. I got to read them because there's a direct reference to the book, right? Heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. Yep. Those books are really good. It's all about who Thrawn is, his rise into the ranks of the Empire. Yeah. Um, but he is the main villain in Rebels, the TV show. Right. At least seasons. The later seasons. Later seasons. Yeah. Which. The last few. There's kind of a cliffhanger at the end of Rebels, and this Ahsoka show's picking that up. Yeah. Where, so the actress who plays Sabine is not the voice. She's just, she looks like Sabine. It's a good casting. I would say she doesn't look like Sabine at all, because I thought Sabine had white hair with, like, pink highlights. No. Sabine changes her hair every season. Oh, my gosh. That's her thing. She's like an artist. Like, at one point in Rebels, they capture a TIE fighter, and she literally, like, graffiti, graffiti paints the whole thing. Dang. It's like, that's her thing. She's, She's just, like Hope from Ant-Man. Yeah, just always changes her. Change your hair. Change your hair. Yeah. There was a very. <laughs> guy lost it in the theater. There was a very brief shot of a hologram Ezra. Um, don't know the actor that's playing him. I don't either. It's don't the know. guy from Aladdin, isn't it? No, that was a rumor. It was never. I thought he was cast. It was never confirmed. I can't get excited about anything anymore. I know that would have been a great casting too. That would have been pitch perfect. Are we gonna get any flashbacks with Kanan? Can I get a hell yeah? I think Force Ghost Kanan. Oh my gosh, give it to me. Do you think he's still blind as a Force Ghost? No, <laughs> no. because he got his fo- his eyesight back just before he died. His sacrifice. The Force granted him his eyesight back. Dang, Sean. just like Samson, but not. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Kanan's death is like a top three Star Wars moment. That Yeah, opinion. it's so good. I see videos all the time. I watch it every single time. It gives me bumpy gooses every single time. Bumpy gooses. And I almost cry every single time. <laughs> All my top Star Wars moments are in my head. They don't exist yet. Wow. They'll be there when I make them. Nah, I can't wait to be there alongside you as you shoot them. I don't have a single. Uh, I'll be getting your. Coffee. I don't have a single prediction about Ahsoka because I'm not. I haven't finished Rebels. I didn't watch enough Clone Wars to be familiar with Ahsoka. I'll right. watch it. But the only prediction I have is: Do you think it's possible that while he's been captured and uh, imprisoned by Thrawn, that Ezra will be a dark? Force user. And See, the thing is, Ezra has always it'd be had like, an, it'd be like a sub antagonist for the beginning part of the. He's show. always had an edge to him where he's not afraid to tap in to his anger. At least not in season one, though, where he's like this extraordinarily obnoxious kid. Yeah. yeah. Later three. on, <laughs> season three, he starts like he takes control of a of a AT AT walker, and he basically has the AT AT walker shoot the other AT AT walker, shoot all the stormtroopers, and then walk off the edge of a cliff. And everybody on the Rebels team is like, Ezra, what the fuck, man? What did you just do? Yeah. I am a princess. His lightsaber is legit, too. It's got a gun. It's a gun lightsaber. <laughs> Dang, it's like Final <laughs> Fantasy VIII. I guess. Um, uh, but there was a couple of new dark side users in the trailer. Yeah, they look like Inquisitors, which the the guy, the main uh, guy who has the red lightsaber in it. Mm-hmm. He is someone. I can't remember who he is right now. Off the top of my head, actually. He's he was got the, an apprentice, he, though. I think I, I he was the voice actor for somebody. Yeah. So here's the thing about it. I saw some pictures. Obviously, I saw the trailer, but I saw some pictures. And the lightsabers that they were holding looked off to me. Like, they didn't look, like, red enough. 
It didn't have a deep red color. And I started thinking about, you know what? They're still using these FX lightsabers during shooting. We talked about it during the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, how it was not the right way to do it. Whatever you were doing in episode three with Anakin and Obi-Wan, that's the correct way to do the lightsaber special effects. Don't use the FX lightsaber. It's not worth it. They take this picture. The color doesn't even look correct. It's ticking me off. My temperature is boiling higher and higher. I'm getting upset. It sounds like you're saying by trying to make the lightsabers more real, <laughs> on set they've robbed us of the magic they are they 100% have but then I see Dave Filoni with a quote saying you know what yeah you might notice that the lightsabers have more of an orangish hue to them that's done on purpose because these characters might not be everything you think they are and I said I'll shut up Dave Filoni you know what you're doing (laughs) I hope you guys don't put too much stock in that guy I do he'll let you down he will and then and I will be and absolutely I will be there to devastated. pick up pieces. Yeah. All I'm saying is I pray for his downfall and I'm I'm in the I'm in the pivotal position for it happens. Well, Sean, if he needs to fall so you can rise, I don't know if I'll support it. But hey, I do support you. You guys remember when we saw the trailer for the Kenobi show and people were so disturbed by uh the main inquisitor's face. Right. That we like, there was rumors going around that it wasn't actually him, right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm so I'm just saying sometimes trailers are not worth like speculating on. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it was just funny that I thought that it's like that that red doesn't look right, and that I got so worked that's up an about detail. it for only him to say like, yeah, it wasn't like as red as you would think they would be, and that's done on purpose. Yeah. So I, I, I the only thing I know is I saw a thumbnail on a website about him, and it said he wasn't a Sith, he wasn't an Inquisitor, he was a mm. a a Jedi who fell to the dark side. Right. Yeah. That's what I saw. They didn't make their crystals fully bleed because they didn't fully commit to their fall. All right. Or well, something. on that note, they fly now. what, what else, else, David? <laughs> so tales of the Jedi ah, season two. Heck yeah. I want to see some kit Fisco. I want to Fisto. Whatever. <laughs> I want to see some Plo Koon action. Orange lightsaber. Sure. But we won't get that. You should have an orange lightsaber. I want to see... You had one in the video game. Who else? I don't think we need any more Ahsoka content. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're good on Ahsoka. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing like a Luke Ben Solo. Yes. Episode. Young young Ben Solo. Yes. Him discovering his force abilities. That would be cool. How Um, about a peak Luke story? Uber powerful Luke. Yeah. After the fall of the Empire, which is what the Mandoverse is right now. I actually saw um, Dave Filoni. At, dude, I don't trust anything on the internet, actually. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is real or not, but I th- <laughs> I saw a post that said Dave Filoni asked George Lucas if he could bring Plo Koon back. Dang. And he said no. Son <laughs> of God. So. He got blown up in the ship. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, like, come on, guys. Sometimes when somebody... You can let somebody go. No, Sean. You have to let him go. He's one of your favorites. Yes, he but I just want you let to him go. Get, oh, I watched him get blowed up. <laughs> yeah. Dang. If I if he was alive, I'd kill him again to make sure. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> just to feel something. <laughs> just to know I'm living in reality. <laughs> so that's good. I just saw today the season two trailer for Star Wars Visions. Yeah. Did you see that? 
Yay. I'm a little surprised, though. It doesn't continue any of the stories from season one. Well, it's sure. Not, it's, it's all just, new stories. Yeah, They're all one-off stories. That's what I liked about them. Just I, get creative with it. I thought it was interesting, though. One is like a claymation style. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. The it, like the first, season, the first season was strictly like hardcore anime style slash regular animation. And this one is like totally different styles. Good. Yeah, good. I think those are cool. In fact, I wish they were just all non-canon. They are not. They basically, they basically yeah. are not canon. They are not because the one, the one was like the twins, like firing lightsaber yeah. <laughs> nuclear lasers out of their hilts. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, they all they showed like a little also, trailer. Also, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't see the trailer for Star Wars Visions, but you're saying they're not. None of them seem to be like in an anime Japanimation style. Uh, no, they, there's some that are. There was a couple because I watched all the Star Wars Visions in Japanese, and I loved doing wow, it. Wow, that's legit. Especially the one where it's the group of kids who are like in a rock band and they're speaking, they're speaking Japanese the whole time. And then they like start singing a song with Japanese verses, but then the chorus is in English. That's really fun. Yeah. That was the worst one. No, that was the best. one. (laughs) That's the one that Boba Fett shows up, right? Yeah. No, that's one where Jabba the Hutt is going to execute them, but then they play so well. He's like, all right, they can live. (laughs) Uh, I can see it. That is canon. They announced season two of Andor and showed a little teaser trailer. Um, that's coming in 2024. Dude, they showed a trailer. I missed it. Everybody did. Which I think next year we should go to Star Wars Celebration. Where's it going to be? Uh, Japan. <laughs> F. No, really? it's in Japan. They announced that today. Isn't it in Japan this year? Aren't they going there this year? No, 2024. They were in London this year. London? Freaking bad. Why not America? Um, but they, what am I crazy? They also showed um, a little more of the Acolyte show that's coming. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we have a kind of a timestamp on it now where we know it's kind of in that High Republic era. Um, okay. So there's some High Republic books out. There's no like High Republic uh, video media, I guess you could right. say. Um, they just have some now. books. So. The Acolyte will be in that time frame. They Mookie casted Shaka a Wookiee Jedi who played Chewbacca in the uh, sequel trilogy. That they're same just, actor. They're just playing. trying to keep that actor working. Um, which I'm sure there's some seven foot tall people out there. Yeah, but him. he's on their payroll. <laughs> they want to keep him there. Um, but, I can't for the life of me remember his name. I feel bad. But fun little fact for you. The Acolyte showrunner... Um, what is a showrunner? I don't even know what that is. Me neither. Somebody who shows off all they run. Someone who just Dang. came out to talk about it or someone who actually made it? That's a great question. Or the main actor, maybe. A showrunner is is, a, is essentially the producer. Or really, like, the director. Because each episode might have a different director. But the showrunner is, like, the guy who oversees Oh, who came up with the idea for the show? Yes. I think that's what it is. And kind of, like... Not even it. Not even always is the creative guy, but is the one who like calls the calls the shots. I gotcha. So, so a showrunner can often be the reason a show goes downhill quick when they get a new showrunner. Good news, bad news. Walking we, Dead. We have an extra year to save up to go to Japan because it's in 2025. There is no Star Wars celebration in 24. That's what they said about this year, though. And then mm. they had it in London. I also was watching while you were rambling. 
What are you talking about? There's no Star Wars celebration in 2024. They announced enough stuff this year, I guess. What are you talking about? (laughs) I I will say, though, like, okay, so I was just watching the uh, Young Jedi Adventures trailer. They canceled E3 this year. With Kai and Nubs, and I'm excited for that. My kids are for sure going to watch that. Um, but, But with them dropping the Visions trailer, it just made me think about how, like, even though they weren't announcing anything, it's like how many people right now are employed by Lucas Films? How many people right now are working on Star Wars that we don't even know about? Too many. Because right. they didn't just announce the season. They the episodes are done. Yeah. And then like come May 4th, they're gonna drop a bunch of stuff, which is right and around I'm the corner. Done. Oh no. So it just made me realize like, even though we can't see it, they're working. Which is a song. <laughs> that actually played in my head when you said that. Um, you anyway, they the sh- never stop. The show they never stop working. <laughs> the showrunner for the Acolyte, when they came on stage to announce their show that they came up with, mm-hmm. um, they got really emotional and said Star Wars saved their life. I saw that. So this is like their but paying homage. She also them. said, I don't care if you like Acolyte or not. Star Wars saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which leads me to believe, uh-oh. This might suck. <laughs> oh, I don't want you to come on stage and say, I don't even care if you like this. I love it. I guess you oh, could take no. that. I'm personally, honestly, I'm personally all for directors who are like, I don't make this for you. I make this because I think it's really good. All right. uh, what else has she made, though? She just watched Star Wars and really <laughs> liked it. You know what, that. though? Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe someone who has prepared their whole life for nothing but a Star Wars series, like when you finally get one, Sean, it's going to be baller. Yeah, but even George Lucas made American Graffiti and THX 1138. Yeah, but he's a scrub. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, Where's he now? Where's he now? <laughs> oh, I just saw a fun little fact for you. Swimming in his money pool. Uh, you know how you just said it actually felt like Ahsoka watching the show? Yeah. Uh, Rosario Dawson... It says trained 14 hours a week to recreate. That's not that much. It's two hours a day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Honestly, it's about as much time as I spend in the bathroom. <laughs> That's not that much. Well, she okay. trained for 14 hours a week to recreate the stunts from the show. All right. Well, but that's better than not seven doing it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, August 2024 and or season two. <sighs> the Acolyte is Frozen meets Kill Bill. So you didn't say. Acolyte. Wait, what? <laughs> Acolyte. <laughs> Acolyte is twins, right? One falls to the dark, one stays on the light. What? Or maybe it's like a father-son duo? No, it's the... I read something. No, don't trust anything. <laughs> I trust all of it. I don't know a single thing about Acolyte until you said it takes place in the High Republic era. That's all I know so far. Is there anything else? Anything at all? Give me your biggest acolyte. Because this didn't. I, this got announced last year, and if they don't have a single sausage of detail to add to it, <laughs> I, uh, I'll, I'll, be, I'll just be. I'll just be disappointed. Odd way to phrase it. Um, hold on. I'm just gonna search hashtag acolyte. I know I'll get good information. And then Kathleen Kennedy also came on the scene and kind of shed some light on other things. Um, that have been kind of <gasps> just swimming in the murky waters. Mm. She said the Lando Calrissian series is definitely still happening. <sighs> I don't, we don't. Why'd she do that, David? I, who knows? 
She also said Taika Waititi is still working away on his Star Wars film. We don't know when or where or how, but it's still up there. Where is he? In the air. I thought he was dead after that Thor movie. Yeah. Well, he's just laying low. He committed career suicide by posting that. Dang. So that's tough. I feel like some of these projects sound like a sound like a guy who people keep asking, "Hey, when are you gonna guys? You guys are engaged." It's like Pam and uh, Roy. Roy. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> "Hey, when are you guys gonna tie the knot?" Like, uh, it's like, well, you know, she's not supposed to be with the guy, right? So it's like, I feel like sometimes when they talk about these projects, like, it's almost like they're saying it to keep up appearances, but they don't want to like admit secretly they're looking. They're looking for a way out of this. Did they give any information on Skeleton Crew? Yes, they did. They had the cast on the stage. Dang. Jude Law hanging out with a bunch of kids. Like the dad he is. Uh, he is. Kathleen he Kennedy. Does he kids? I don't know if he has kids. <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy said... I'd be okay if Jude Law was my uncle. The Taika Waititi movie is... <laughs> He's writing the script himself, Uh-oh. and he doesn't want others in that process. <laughs> well, hey, I don't blame him. Here's here's what I'm guessing happened with Thor: Love and Thunder. I'm guessing there was a committee that really, like we said, too many Gordons in the Ramsey. Oh my gosh, maybe. Oh, Ahsoka. I did see. So in that episode of Mandalorian, where the pirate who wants to drink in the church, yeah, he's the only pirate that got away from the siege on. Uh, yeah. Cadavro? Cadavro? Who cares? Navarro. Whatever. Navarro. Yeah, Navarro. Um, There's that one episode where Mando kills all the pirates. That one pirate got away. Right. That is going to be one of the antagonists in the skeleton crew. Mm. They were setting him up. Gotcha. So Mando right now is just a... Yeah. It's just this hub where all the other shows can shoot off of. Yep. That kind of sucks. Yep. Um... In more news, they announced. Uh, there's st- still I, there's still not a single nothing about what Acolyte is. Uh, it's I'm, just they have a cast. I'm freaking reading. And I don't even it. know what it's about. That's all I've been doing those last 17 minutes. Acolyte. All right. Well, let's talk about that Lando series for a uh, second. Let's not. I want you guys to go back to 2014 when I told you we weren't recording podcasts back then. But I told you, I told everyone I knew, mm-hmm. no one wants to see a solo Star Wars origin story movie. No one. Right. And that movie bombed at the box office. History repeats itself. Yeah, but I think that's why they do this celebrations now is to try to create some hype and when there is no hype they're like yeah never mind we were just joking about that well i mean i wasn't excited about andor and that was freaking good well maybe there you go so and we said it's that storyline that nobody asked for and then watch they're gonna knock it out of the park meanwhile everybody was like boba fett story of boba fett fett (laughs) book of boba fett heck yeah and then not so much so i don't know Maybe it's because Solo seemed like the worst idea for a movie ever. After, like, literally announced that right around the time you kill off the character. 
Right. It seems like a bad idea. All right. So all I can it's see. It's like the Black Widow movie. All I can see about Acolyte is. Bad uh, timing there, guys. A former Padawan reunites with her Jedi Master to investigate a series of crimes, but the forces they confront are more sinister than they ever anticipated. So it's a Jedi Acolyte, not a Sith Acolyte? I think they're going to run into a Sith Acolyte. <sighs> no, it's about a Sith. Right. But that's what the description on Wikipedia says. Yeah, that, you can't trust that. Um, I'm looking at Leslie Headland's profile. All right, well. <laughs> she co-created Russian Doll, the television series. And, uh-oh. Oh, she attended the premiere of Rise of Skywalker. And I bet she wrote a glowing review. Um, she was definitely glowing that night. So, yeah, I would recommend we not pay attention Just to that. Just like the kid from... The Lorax. My name's Dan, and my name's Rose. Our son Wesley kind of glows, and that's not good, so we suppose we say let it grow. Speaking of What about glowing, that song he sings about money? Um, My name's O'Hare, I'm one of you. I live here in Threadville, too. <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Dave. Let it die, Man. let it die. Austin doesn't know anything about Star Wars Celebration and what came out, but he can whip out songs from the Lorax. It's a great movie, totally underrated. The guy, the water guy, the guy who works for O'Hare, he's the most talented guy in the whole movie. Underrated. <laughs> Find him, Sean, and put his face over I've mine. I've never seen the Lorax. He's got a mustache, and he, he sings like the opening number. He's I've great. never seen Dude, the, the Lorax is great. The Lorax is really good. The, the music is phenomenal. Uh, Ewan McGregor has been very vocal about wanting a season two of Obi-Wan. Um, Kathleen Kennedy said that Shut up. <laughs> this is not an active development, but never say never. There's always a possibility. The show was so well received that anything can happen. Did you see the actress who played young Leia kind of like giggling on stage about the whole her hiding in Obi-Wan's coat? She was just like, it's so ridiculous. Who would believe this? This is so silly. It's like, guys, Star Wars is for kids. She loved it. We don't have to overanalyze it. Who's she? The actress who played Leia. Um, Kathleen the Kennedy. The girl who is Usain Bolt level speed to get away from people. Kathleen Kennedy also said Rogue Squadron movie could still happen. She said Ryan Johnson's trilogy could still happen. Oh, you <laughs> Kathleen. Coward. So. Could not well. Yeah. There is no try. Right, Sean? Just fire her. Maybe not. <laughs> Imagine your doctor comes into your comes into the office and gives you a bunch of coulds instead of wills. Dang. And that's all I got for Star Wars. Well, that's a lot of content. That's a lot to digest. And I'm excited. On a scale of one to Star Wars. What do we think these next two years will bring us? Uh, can we talk about Jedi Survivor still? I oh, literally yeah. passed that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is a rumor that was not true. I'm such a negative. I'm such an incorrigible negative. They were saying about that. Game. They were saying Coruscant was going to be open world. It is. No, they yeah. never said that. They said Coruscant will. You can explore Coruscant. As soon as I read Coruscant will be open world, do you know how freaking big Coruscant is? There's like hundreds of levels. It's 
infinite. They'll just do it like Minecraft, where it like just generates the world <laughs> infinitely. I guess. It's, it's just a bunch of buildings. When I read that, that made no sense. Like, you can't explore the whole planet. There's no way. You gotta just, you gotta climb to the top of all the skyscrapers to unlock the parts of the map. Oh, yeah. And collect all and the feathers. dive down and land in the hay barrel. Yeah. Classic. Um, Man, how many, was... how many trillion people live on Coruscant? They said it in, uh, the Mandalorian episode, right? They just throw numbers out there without thinking about it, though. It was like five Remember when trillion? Han said his Millennium Falcon... Made the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. Yeah. Because George Lucas forgot that a parsec is a distance, not mm. a unit of time. Right. And so they had to, like, desperately try to find a way to explain that, even though you don't have to. Yeah. You let it go. Right. I feel like there's a lot of that in Star Wars. Just, guys, just you can just let it go. <laughs> you don't have to try really hard to, like, tie that bow. I guess. Like tie that pole. So, Sean, you're excited for the release of that of, uh, the website video game, right? What? <laughs> Jedi Survivor? Yeah. Um, I hate that game. Yeah, you do. I, I think I hate that game because I hate the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm a bad person. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know that no one deserves that, the hate I have. Um, do you think he's going to show up? Cal Kestis. I don't know. I, What's the actor's name who plays him? Mana something. Mana Hugh. Look it up. What's his name? Cameron Monaghan? Yeah. Monaghan. He's actually really cool at all these celebration things. Is he? He's a man of the people. I just want to make a, I just want to give a message to Cameron Monaghan. You're doing your best. You're a good boy. And I'm sorry I don't like your game. It's not your fault. It's mine. Wow. Extreme ownership. Dang, that was mature. I did not think you were going to go that route. <laughs> I'll probably play it. I, I actually, we've said it before, I never played the first one. I just watched all the cutscenes on YouTube. Dude, it's it's a hard game, actually. I never would know. I don't like the lightsaber combat. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess what's one of the what the weird thing about that game is it kind of is like counter kind of productive like you want to feel powerful with a lightsaber but it has the like sh you know like you're hitting him with a bat kind of a thing like an fx lightsaber sean yeah like <laughs> like God. in the kenobi show where you're not like cutting them to pieces you right. like have to whack them four or five times i think i remember though in the new game there will be dismemberment there is dismemberment in the uh, maybe there's not i don't know because they wanted to keep it t for teen but either way the point is even if there was dismemberment it's always just like really annoying and weird when you strike a guy with a lightsaber and he doesn't die immediately. Yeah. In the best Star Wars games, they did. Right. Like Jedi Knight right. and Jedi Academy. I gotta play those. I All you had to do things. was run up on the guy and dice him and he was done. Um, I th So with this Star Wars celebration, Sean, what are the things that you want to watch, read, play? I don't read. That's right. Never learned. I read what I write. Wow. In the Bible. That's right. A lot so, of audiobooks, though. So, what would you like to listen to or read? I am or interested write? in a new. I am interested in a new Jedi Order movie. Okay. Because I want there to be a future. Mm -hmm. I don't want to keep going into the past. Mm -hmm. I want to like go forward. Mm -hmm. Because the the potential of the future is limitless. Right. Whereas all of these inter 
mixed pieces of film are locked in between two things. Right. Like an Ahsoka show can only end in pretty right. tightly confined ways. Right. Whereas like a new Jedi Order, hey, what if I told you years from now we could be watching uh, a Star Wars movie or even multiple Star Wars movies about the Yuzhen Vong War? Whoa. From the books. I'd be happy. You would be. Uh, let's do it. And it's possible. What are the things that you want to catch up on, David, in order to get ready for what's coming? Also, Daisy Ridley. Catch babe. up on? Or like rewatch? Rewatch, play, listen well, to. Me and Emily read. restarted Clone Wars last night. Heck yeah. Dude, so Emily, shout out to her. You've really putting her through the ringer, man. Dude, and she actually knows her stuff. I make sure it's not like a let's watch this and I make her sit there and watch. It's right. understand it. I need to know you know what's happening. <laughs> she walks out of the room, I pause it. Like there's no you don't miss anything. What was that clone's number? What was this call sign? Right. You <laughs> think we watched like three episodes of season one of Clone Wars and she's like, I like this. And I went, Why? <laughs> <laughs> the animation is awful season one is and so these bad. stories are awful i was like but it gets way better it's like oh, you, it leads off with the yoda one right yeah yeah i mean that one's decent that's pretty good dave I, well i really want to read the thrawn books they're good i i read like i think there's three i think i read two of them yeah but I the first one's those. really good and i, I want to play i want to play kotor never played it i want to play Kotor's very good i want to play one and two two is a little bit harder to get into but one is just a masterpiece i want to actually play the calcestis game which is escaping me, and that's why I called it that. Dave, do you think... Um, I want I want you to be prepared for this. Do you think as soon as Emily puts a ring on it, she can stop pretending she likes this stuff? Uh-oh. At first I thought that, and then we were talking to um, one of her family members, and they were asking, oh, you guys are watching Bad Batch? And I said, yeah. And before I could tell them all about Bad Batch, Emily stopped me. And she told them all about Bad Batch. And nice. she knew everything about it. She dissected how Palpatine's behind it all. And he's yeah. manipulating everything. And I was very impressed. Speaking of Bad Batch. <laughs> shout out to the dudes who cosplayed as Bad Batch at Star Wars Celebration. Um, not to the whole group, though. Specifically, the guy that was Crosshair. He freaking nailed it. He looked legit. The guy who was tech looked really good, too. The other guys, uh, you did your best. <laughs> Crosshair and tech were spot on. There you go. That's right, Chuck. Hello there. Question for the peeps. What is a sound effect we could add to our intro song? <laughs> That's a great question. Now that we are 35 episodes in. Halfway there. I'm thinking maybe a wahoo. Yeah. Should we start adding some of our sound bites? But would it be the Chris Pratt version or the Charles Martinet version? It's got to be Chris Pratt. To really connect with our audience. My favorite parts of the movie, and by favorite I mean the part I cringed every time, was when there'd be the movie like overused slow mo so many times. Like Mario would like be leaping or flying or something, and it'd be he'd be Mama Mia. They do it like four <laughs> times. Yeah, like in four the movie. times. It was like, yeah. yeah. I think we should add me saying massive diarrhea in the intro. I'd rather not. That's probably. A bad decision. That's not a. That's nothing to joke about, Austin. People die of dysentery. Dang. What other? What are some other sound effects we could add to our intro? Just I, off the top, I, I'm at a loss. I don't know. Uh, something from Halo, maybe. 
Oh, um, something. From... That was Little Mermaid, actually. That wasn't Halo. <laughs> what I just did. <laughs> oh, that's Halo. I did the Little Mermaid song. <laughs> um, uh, it would be like it would be like the. The, the your shields are down sound effect from uh, Halo. <laughs> there you go. That's good. Um, Kill tacular. Kill. Could do that. Oh yeah. Sean tacular. Um. Gosh. Kalel, no. <laughs> uh. We should add a. This is the way for sure. Yeah, for sure. Ah uh, yes. I like that. This is the way. This is the way. Um, this is the way. And what else? Hey, don't run from the Lord. <laughs> we could add the entirety of this. And then we'll, so we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that, so I don't get in trouble. What was he gonna say? Gosh. Well, we'll let we'll let the we'll let the viewership decide. Yeah, there's got to be some good sound bites that we can add. Uh, that you guys think will be worthwhile. Um, uh, what are you most excited about from Star Wars Celebration? Are you happy that Ray's back? Are you happy that we are getting literally an origin story for the Force and for Jedi? Yeah, I think that's the biggest one for me. I think that's the coolest thing that's come out. Heck yeah. Because it's before everything we know, but it's like an origin of the Force. Yeah. We get to know where, like, that's what we've wanted. I don't right. know. That's what George was never going to give us. Dawn of the Jedi. <laughs> Actually, he was, wasn't he? Would you guys be interested in a movie that's like a prequel to God? Oh, my gosh. Probably not, right? That's actually... So, that's what he said when he <laughs> talked about his Dawn of the Jedi movie. It's uh -huh. like the very first Jedi ever. It's going to be like a biblical movie. Wow. Dang. It's like the Moses of... The oh, Wars. yeah. Didn't he say it's like a Ten, Ten Commandments type? I saw somebody said something about that in one of these projects. <laughs> I saw a lot of tweets. It's hard to keep track of them all. Um, are you guys, uh, let's say, taps off to Rosario Dawson, committing those 14 hours a week to learning how to be Ahsoka? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that wraps it up. Anything else, Sean? Go play, uh, go play the real Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. This week. And then Resident Evil 4 remake. Dude, I got to. They go right they they really fit together perfectly. Can I download it on PlayStation 4? No. Well, then I will not play it. Is it on PS5? Yeah. Dang. All right. And that'll wrap up episode 35. This is 99 Nerds. I am Sean. That is Austin. He is David. And we are out. Peace. <laughs>